0: Warren, welcome to the Hype Sports Innovation Podcast. How are you?
1: Excellent, Terry. Thanks very much for uh, this opportunity. Always great to talk to you, and
0: excited to share some news. Yes, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll definitely get to all of that. Um, I think it was oh, roughly twelve months ago when we first came into contact um, with with your company, Neurodynamic Vision. Uh, for those who, who, who aren't aware, obviously you've. You've been through the Hype uh, family. I guess you can call we can call you a, a Hype alumni member now, a uh, graduate. Uh, tell us a little bit about Neurodynamic Vision for those who aren't aware.
1: Sure, um, Neurodynamic Vision is really uh, I'd call it an ecosystem. It's a comprehensive resource for all performance vision education, training, and products. And when we talk about performance vision we really focused on elite vision training for athletes.
0: I remember when we first spoke, I I, I remember having this conversation about um, how various resources had been exhausted, trying to tap into gaining that extra one or 2% in terms of the physical, uh, whereas you're doing something, you're taking a little bit of a different approach. Why don't you expand on that a little bit?
1: Sure. We think about the athlete pyramid, Uh, the foundation is pretty well covered where you have strength and conditioning and athletes get to a point where often they overwork those two areas. Um, If you think about moving up the pyramid, you have the rehab recovery uh, stage, which is critically important to any performance. Uh, we know cardiovascular and then nutrition. But what is often left behind is the sensory cognitive component. And that maybe is divided uh, between sensory cognitive vision and the ability for the brain to process information. And then right at the top of the pyramid, you would see the mental toughness of any athlete. So we kind of fit between the physical and nutrition, rehab and recovery, and right at the top, which is the mental toughness, we are the plug-in for sensory cognitive, knowing that 80% of all information taken in is through the eyes, and the brain spends an exorbitant amount of energy, up to 30% of brain power is dedicated to vision processing. And it's one of the areas that... Is not really considered and then even if it is considered how and where would you train and that's where neurodynamic vision comes in
0: makes a lot of sense and what was the what we like to do on the podcast is we like to really nail down and find that I guess you call it a light bulb moment what was that for you uh, the moment when neurodynamic vision was created Actually, a a, a little anecdote as I get to it,
1: because when I was 10 years old, I personally um, had to play a soccer game. I was short-sighted. My optometrist came to the soccer field and gave me contact lenses for a championship game. We won. And at 10 years old, I knew that I wanted to be an optometrist and sport and vision were going to be a big part of my life. So uh, if we extend and accelerate that many years, I was uh, a a VP of product development at one of the biggest sports vision companies in the world. And the frustration that I was having was redefining what sports vision could be beyond simply eyewear and good vision. And uh, it took probably four or five years of Uh, refining what that strategy should be within the company before I knew that I had to put my money where my mouth was and I made a presentation to the executive team they uh, felt like eyewear was more important and that was the time when I decided that if I really believed in what I wanted to do there was only one way to bring this to market and that was to uh, leave and start my own business. So that's it started a long, long time ago, and, and now has uh, come full circle into actually having a sports vision business.
0: Fantastic! And what was the year? I mean, obviously, I guess as you just said, the the year of uh, of birth of the company was, I guess, much earlier than what we what we would expect. But what was the, the when would you say was the starting point of the company in terms of when you were registered?
1: Um, so it it was uh, twenty eighteen, and you're mm-hmm. right. It's
0: it's been a year. Um,
1: I had a really very strong feeling that there was no way that this was going to succeed, as I'm sure all entrepreneurs will tell you, it was not going to succeed unless we spent 100% of our energy on making it happen. Um, Even when you spend 100% of your energy, you you still have a risk. So our focus was to... um, find the right partners, which happened at the time when I was deciding that it was the right time to leave. Um, so it's been a year now. Uh, the, the company was technically registered uh, on the, the third week in April 2018. Wow. Um, and that was uh, both ethically as well as 100% of my time uh, dedicated to creating
0: the groundwork to where we are today. Fantastic. Fantastic. And why don't we segue that into, uh, I guess, where we are 12 months later. Uh, and obviously, there's uh, some big news regarding uh, the training arena. So give us a little bit of an insight as to what's happened now.
1: Um, sure. We are super excited about the training arena. It is the pinnacle um, of our sports vision training and we actually think of it as part business part ex, uh, experiment lab um we have the luxury of uh finding a performance center that is part of a 7000 square foot total training center um in a uh complex in the Irvine California area wow. that that um is part of an NHL training center so To put it into perspective, we have um, access to four uh, ice arenas on the inside of the building. Uh, On the outside, there are uh, 10 baseball uh, fields with a stadium, six softball with a stadium. We have access to 20 soccer fields, 20 tennis courts, lacrosse and volleyball, and um, they are dedicated to youth sports. So they are busy the whole time. And together with Scott Prohaska Performance, who runs the uh, strength conditioning uh, and recovery side, we have integrated into this new performance center. Uh, We have a state-of-the-art facility with uh, some of the best equipment And probably more important is combining with Ryan Harrison uh, from Slow the Game Down. Uh, Ryan has been doing sports vision training for the last 20 years. Uh, His father, Dr. Bill Harrison, was one of the pioneers in sports vision in the early 70s. So with a wealth of experience in training athletes plus state-of-the-art equipment, in a unique environment um, where we bring strength and conditioning together with sensory cognitive um, is something that we started. It's been open a, a month now and are um, already seeing athletes from the professional level to the elite junior level.
0: Fantastic. Uh, well, that was one of my, my thoughts I was just having. Do you, are you targeting a specific level of athlete or are we talking about anyone who really wants to just improve at any level
1: um, the The focus is the 8.5 million student athletes in the North America market so uh, that is the, the neurodynamic vision uh, real core focus um, clearly we would love to expand to a much larger group in Europe, uh, Canada Australia um, and Asia but the, the core white-hot focus is in the U.S. There are 8.5 million elite-level athletes looking to get to the next level. Um, of the 35 million kids who play sport, we focused on the 12-year-olds and up who are really competing at a high school level or a club or a travel team, uh, 500,000 college athletes, and then of course the pros. Uh the professionals are really doing this at the moment um within their professional organizations. But our our mantra has always been to make it affordable, accessible, and practical to the larger group.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And uh obviously the entrepreneurial journey doesn't come without its its challenges and triumphs. And you know, in the, in the in the in recent times, I guess you could call you know this uh, training arena, one of the company. Uh, what's one of the what's one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome so far?
1: Um, I think it's the timeline <laughs> that, yeah. that a a startup works on um, every day of. Every hour of every day is precious to us, and it's all consuming and and as a as a leader as an entrepreneur, you want to drive the business forward. But then, looking at your partners, your vendors um, the the customers have all got their timelines, and the larger the companies you work with, the longer those timelines seem to be uh, Somebody who is excited about the opportunity and is w- loving what you're saying, and wants to set up the next meeting, is likely to be in four to six weeks, where four to six hours is my next meeting. Yeah. So I think it's understanding the, the timeline, um, and the understanding that you, you have to find the right partners. Often in a large organization, you are given the resources, you're given the infrastructure, and you work within that, where as an entrepreneur, everything is from the ground up. Who's the right agency to work with? Who are the right uh, partners, both on the science and on the training side? Um, And it becomes very important that you make the right decision very early. And without a lot of resources or a lot of experience becomes a challenge. How do you really grow your organization from an idea into a business into an organization and and hopefully into an enterprise that 's scalable and that that becomes uh, challenging because of how strategic that is compared to the tactics that have to be executed every day
0: yeah sure um,
1: so I feel like that that is both the challenge and the triumph it 's one in the same. Um, I I don't think you can look at it as a challenge to be overcome. I think you look at it as an opportunity to excel. And as the cliche goes, you never fail. You either win or learn is something that you have to take to heart. I think as an entrepreneur,
0: it's definitely in that mindset, isn't it?
1: Yeah. uh, It's, it's something that, you know, you got to look for the right people, um, my experience, even within the hype organization, has been tremendous because there is a wealth of value on uh, by people who have had this experience and more importantly, willing to share it. And that's, that's been uh, truly uh, exciting for me is to know that there's
0: a group that has your back. Absolutely. That's what happens when you're part of the family. Uh, looking ahead, what's, what's on the horizon for the rest of 2019? I mean, I know, I know obviously uh, you know, the, the build-up to you know, the, the training arena has been you know, quite significant, but what's the idea now for the rest of the year?
1: Um, the, we've got three or four areas that we're focusing on. First is to build the referral network or the gatekeeper network. Uh, optometry is a very big part of, uh, this vision arena. So uh, building a referral base of uh, of the 36,000 optometrists in the US, how do we find a referral base that is interested in sports vision and collaborating with them? So awareness, understanding and uh, the trial of our co-management network is, is something to build up. Um, we've, we would also like to see two or three more new performance centers uh, in areas where there's a lot of uh, focus on sport. And uh, we know that th- there are already are areas that are looking for us to come in. And then consumer awareness um, for us to create awareness, understanding and belief before trial using uh, social media, using video content, using experiences uh, where we can show people, uh, both parents and student athletes and coaches, how our process works and what do they need in order to succeed. So pretty busy um, for the next at least uh, six months in building content. Uh, where all of these areas can be expanded.
0: For sure. Well, you've got a little piece of audio now, which I'm sure uh, will help the cause. And uh, I must say, if, uh, if there's a chance that I could uh, get my Aussie Rules footy team down to your training facility to work on their mental toughness, I would certainly take you up on that offer. Uh, anytime we, we are transportable, we can come and visit you in Australia as well. or Israel, whichever whichever you prefer. Love it. Well, Warren, you've been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the, you know, the next 12 months holds for you. Outstanding,
1: Terry. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Look forward to chatting to you again.